a big hello to everyone on our live panel of sports experts. I want to welcome you to On The Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark with the Ski, of course. And of course, this is our 151st show in 151 consecutive weeks. Can't do better than that. Can't do better than that. That is really something. How is everyone today? Good. Well, I just came back, as you guys know, from Houston, Texas. Anybody been to Houston on our panel here? Yeah. My nephew lives there. Oh, okay. So you've been there. I've never been How there. The, Didn't know what How, to expect. How are the bugs there? The who? The bugs. In no, bugs. no bugs. No bugs. It's only March. Still March. <laughs> so uh, I went to a, a wedding. Uh Wedding of my nephew Jordan, and he married Megan. Uh, and the couple's um, one-year-old son Waylon, named after I guess Waylon Jennings, was the ring bearer, and and my granddaughter Sailor was the um, the flower girl. Nice. Good, right? nice. The the, uh, the wedding was was held outside. The weather was terrible. Oh. We had rain. We had Thursday rain, rain. Friday, rain, Saturday, Saturday, the wedding was Saturday night. It just like stopped a little bit. It was cold. We had a, the wedding was outside. At night. And uh, it was a five o'clock, six o'clock start. We're sitting there in like blankets, shivering. Oh, God. Uh, my son was, my son, Stephen, was the offici officiant, offici official. He married them and uh, he made it nice and quick. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was, uh, by the way, uh, I, I would congratulate them on being married. And uh, I, I found out that this uh, nephew is a big fan of On The Mark Sports Talk. <laughs> he listens on. regularly on Spotify. Oh, watch this. So let's give him a good show as we no. say congratulations. The wedding wasn't a barn. The wedding wasn't a barn. <laughs> and the food was terrible. I, 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 I shouldn't say that. Well, great food. You had a good time. Had a good time. That's the main thing. I hope everyone enjoyed last week's special 100 yes. show yes. and yes. all the special stories everyone told about their favorite athlete of all time or the greatest feat you ever witnessed in the sports uh, field. I couldn't join. I was on a cruise ship. I'm sorry. All right. But you, you, can, hear what, you can hear our show. Uh, you can always hear that 150 show right. on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or simply Google on the Mark Sports Talk, and you could pick up the shows, okay? Next week, show number 152, special guest, Rob Nandin, a former minor league AAA baseball player from the Detroit Tigers organization. Um, I, will, I just emailed him this morning to remind him it's next week, not today, and I will give him a call during the week. Um, just to confirm and tell them how to get on the show. And hopefully it should be very interesting. If you have questions, I'm sure you guys will have lots of questions. Write them down and that will uh, that will be great next week. Uh, I want to start. Uh, Mark, can I, just ask, you a quick, can I yes, ask you a quick question? Yeah. 
Last week, somebody brought up that two weeks from today, Thursday, is the second night of Passover. Are we going to change the day that week, or are we going to have a... That's a good point. Let me see. The map is... Uh, the calendar's here. The, uh, yeah, we're going to move it to the 4th. Oh, All right. okay. We're going to move it to the 4th. So next week, next week is going to be a, uh, a standard uh, Thursday. The week after will be on a Tuesday. I'll send you guys... You guys been getting all my uh, all my emails with uh, uh, Iris pictures. You've been getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Inundated, overwhelmed by it. I'm overwhelmed. Are the guest speakers next week? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have a guest yeah. speaker yeah. next week. The, the minor league so, player. So right. I think Iris doing that because remember I asked them. Remember the question I yeah. asked Ira? I said, "How do we know you've yeah. been going to all these places?" Yeah, and that nice. opened the Pandora's box. Yeah, see, he, he sends her almost daily. I take pictures, and he's been showing <laughs> us. He takes pictures. Yeah. You know what I, I wish Ira did, Mark? What's I that? wish Ira had a picture of Mookie Betts bunting while doing a hit and run in the top of the ninth inning. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Let's start with the big news, the sad news that we learned yesterday. Yeah. We actually learned Tuesday about the death of Willis Reed, yeah. 80 years old. And Fred has a little thing to talk about, yeah. and I think Howie has something to say right yeah. afterwards. All right. Okay. Will, well, Willis Reed, as all of you know, grew up in rural Louisiana back in the segregated South, which is probably a big reason why he never went, well, the only reason why he never went to college in the SEC schools and went to Grambling State. His town was so small. He once said, my town is so small, it doesn't have a population. <laughs> and then he, he had the culture shock of coming from rural Louisiana to the big city of New York. And I don't know if many of you know, but when he was with the Knicks and all, he, he lived in Queens. Oh, we, Left Rex City. I believe, I believe, I believe he lived Rigo in Rigo Park. Park or Left Rex City. Yeah. Left Rex right. City. Really? Right. Rigo Park. Right, Rigo Park. Right. He was... <clears throat> Drafted not in the first round, but the first pick of the second round, second back round. when there were only nine teams, and he was the eighth player picked. Now, you say, well, if there were nine teams, how could he be the eighth player picked? I, I did research on that. The reason was because the, back then there was something called the territorial draft, right. where if a team picked a player, could pick a player who was within 50 miles of their location, they would forfeit a first first round pick. <laughs> Just as an aside, a couple, couple of years later, that's how the Knicks got Bill Bradley, not in the regular draft because right. he was a, going to Princeton. He was a territorial <laughs> pick. But that's as an aside. The Knicks' first round pick that year was Jim Bad News Bonds. Uh -huh. Reed was like the number eight overall pick in 1964 draft. And he was an instant success. But the thing with Reed also coming into the Knicks the first few years he was at a center in college. And by the way, Grambling was a very, had a very successful career at Grambling. They were not in the NCAAs. They were in the NAIA, which is the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics. They won one national championship and three championships of the Southwest Athletic Conference. So he was very successful in college, but as a center. And then when he came to the Knicks, the Knicks had Walt Bellamy. And Reed was shunted off the forward, which was which was not his natural position, but he was still very successful. One then, rookie of the year. And then in one one rookie of the year, and he, he's the only player to have won. I have it here. Um, he, he also began a string of 
all-star appearances, winning rookie of the year, named the, in the NBA all-rookie team. And then then he was a center, but then his then, – then he, like I said, he was moved to forward. Right. And then he then right. moved back to center when when the, the, the trade, which really sparked the Knicks to their success because they were not a very successful team during his first three years <laughs> until December of 1968 when they made the big trade for Dave the Busher, and they traded yep. Walt Bellamy. And that, uh, he, Howie Colmives. And he was back in that, and Howie Colmives. <laughs> right. Detroit Pistons in 1968-69. They moved Reed back to center, and he and, we, and then we know what happened with the with May 8th, 1970, when he had injured, when he had a torn, torn thigh muscle, came out to the uh, ovation and when nobody thought he would play, he had missed game six to the playoffs, hit his first two shots, and was the spark. And it was, they always used to say, the Knicks always would comment, we knew we had him when he came out because the Lakers stopped their warm-ups and were, oh, and, were, were, and were staring at Reed coming out and what did we get and what do we get into. And as a side, that game was probably Walt Frazier's greatest game as a, as a Nick, 36 right. points. Stole uh, double figures and rebounds and I think seven assists. And then that was a great season for the Knicks in 69-70. They won, they won 60 games at that time, set a single season NBA record, an 18-game winning streak. And, and Willis Reed became the first player in NBA history to, to be named NBA All-Star MVP, NBA regular season MVP, NBA, NBA Finals MVP in the same season. And he was also named that season, 69-70, to the All-NBA first team, NBA All-Defensive first team, and other honors. Well, he was named as ABC's, you might remember the show, NBC's Wide World of Sports Athlete of the Year and the Sporting News NBA MVP. So quite a quite a, a lot of honors for that for that team, and he was all well-deserved. The Knicks had they slipped to 52 and 30 the next season, but still good enough for first place in the Atlantic Division. And then Ken Reed started in the, in the All-Star game. However, they were eliminated by the Baltimore Bullets in the Eastern Conference Finals. Next year after that, he was his his ailment started in. He was he had tendonitis in his knee. Only played 11 games. Mm. But then 72-73, which was Reed was still injured, wasn't the player he was. But the Knicks won the championship. They they, they upset the they beat the Bulls, upset the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, and beat the Lakers in the in, in the finals. And five again, Willis Reed was named NBA in five games. Was named NBA Finals MVP. <clears throat> he retired after the 73-74 season. After, after after retiring, he still stayed in basketball. He coached the Knicks for parts of, of one, 77, 78, and then full season and left there 14 games into the following season. And then he was the head coach at Creighton University in Omaha for five seasons. And then after that, in 1985, which I did not know, he was an, a volunteer assistant coach at St. John's. Mm-hmm. And then he also served as an assistant coach the NBA's Atlanta Hawks and Sacramento Kings, where where his, his idol, Bill Russell, was the coach. And then he came back to the East, served as coach in the New Jersey Nets, Nets yeah. and then did not compile a very good record, 33 and 77. 
but then was hired in 1989 as the Nets general manager and okay, vice right. president of basketball right. operations. During this time, he drafted such players as Derek Coleman out of Syracuse, Kenny Anderson from Queens and out of Georgia Tech, and then he acquired Drazen Petrovic in a trade, and, he, and the Nets became playoff contenders throughout the early 90s. He was the one who hired... I froze. <laughs> we lost him. Mids- we lost him. Frank, can you hear us? He's on the game. He won't know. He's getting really good. Yeah, he was I think he's at the dentist. That's a terrible way to lose him. Okay. Uh, while we're waiting for him to like untreeze, <laughs> uh, Howie had wanted to talk a little bit also about the. Uh, Oh, this is the story, story we talked about, about uh, meeting him personally. He was first wife. Oh, there he is. Hi. Back, Hi. Back. You're frozen. You're frozen for a while. He got married not too far from where okay. we're talking today in, in Roslyn Heights, New York. Oh, his second wedding in 1983. And right. that's about it. All right. Thank you. Great job. Great Good job. Stuff, Thank, you. Thank you. But how he wanted to continue with more. Well, Back in about, I believe it had to be 1974, was my first full year working for the Social Security Administration. I'm working at a Midtown office. It was at 51st Street and Broadway, 1657, a block up from the Brill Building for your music lovers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's an old building, second floor, the elevator just goes big elevator, like afraid of it comes up. Well, the staff didn't know it, but the management knew that he was coming. Uh, and all of a sudden, the elevator opened up. He goes into a small reception room, and he said, you know, and I'm sitting there in the front. And, of course, Will Street's, what, 6'10"? And yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, bigger. Yeah, right. Everybody else there is small. And he's called in the back, and he, this is my desk, and I'm looking at him like this. <laughs> with this stupid <laughs> grin. And he said, how you doing? I went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, even management was so excited because I remember our uh, operations officer, Mike Pragar, uh, smiling like a little kid, going over to him and wiping his hand along his, his, uh, his pants so the handshake would be dry. He was there for uh, the director of earnings discrepancy of someone to work for him. And he came down. He came down in person. Didn't have to. Great guy. Okay, uh, a couple more comments. We got Michael. We got Joe. Oh yeah. Mark, can I just add one thing? I forgot to mention. He was also named to the, when the NBA had their 50th anniversary team as the 50th from the 50 best players, players and 75th anniversary team. He was named to to both of those. Well, of course, of course. Yeah. Okay, Mike, go ahead. Yeah, I mentioned before one of the highlights of my uh, sports watching life was back where I lived. Uh, the perfect uh, Channel Eight from New Haven with my mm-hmm. rabbit ears. I was able to watch that uh, L.A. Laker game where he uh, came in, and it was really very cool. I had people over, but uh, I never liked any team from L.A. because of what happened in 1955 with the Dodgers. And one of my highlights, also basketball <laughs> watching, one game. I think it was 1966 or 67. Willis Reed got pissed off with the Lakers, and he beat up the entire team. Yeah. He just punched yeah. everybody out, and they were all afraid of him. And Darryl they all Lamar. shots in the yeah. mouth like I've never seen anything like that in my life. And the last thing I want to say 
was yeah. I was at a basketball game in Denver at the McNichols Sports Arena, and my son and I sat in front of him, and he is as nice a man as you would ever, ever see. And that was Willis Reed. Big teddy bear. Uh, Joe. Yeah, um, last night, Walt Frazier was talking about a lot of the things that Fred was just talking about. But one of the things he mentioned is that in game six, Chamberlain had 45 points and 27 rebounds. Right. Yeah. The game that Reed didn't play, right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Dave. Uh, when I was in my teenage years, uh, my synagogue had a youth house that had a gym in it. And uh, Willis Reed came down and gave us a basketball clinic. Late 60s. You get this, you get the autograph? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> but yes, he was a big guy. My friend who was 6'4, but very thin, was standing by. Oh, the and when Willis came in, it was like he was twice the size. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen him in a long time, but now we see, you know, when he passes, we all remember all these stories. Yeah. What a yeah. great play. When the Knicks. Had their ceremony honoring the '72 team a few, few weeks ago. He he gave like a talk uh, through through video, and like I think Walt Fraser or somebody said they didn't realize how sick he, he was at the time. And yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was back in February, I believe. Okay. And one last thing, everybody has to talk about in regards to Willis Reed. He had the most unbelievable matchups against Baltimore. They had a center Wes Unsell. Yep. It's right. also like this, and when they went against each other, it was a sight to behold. Those were those those were great those battles, were great games. Dave the Dave the Butcher yep. going up against Gus Johnson, Jack oh. Marin, and Bradley, and right. Monroe. No, 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 those Earl the Pearl, yeah, series. Earl the Pearl, Earl the Pearl, right? Kevin Lockery in the backcourt, and yeah, those were great. Other Mike, Mike has a comment. Other Mike, yeah, yeah just a. Uh, someone mentioned uh, what it was like to be uh, right next to Willis Reed, and you just feel like a shrimp, of course. Well, when I was a student at UCLA, I got in an elevator one time, and there was Lou Alcindor in the oh, city. Wow. <laughs> and I, yeah, I swear, right. I was looking at his belt buckle, looking directly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was and Lou Alcindor. At that time. No Kareem at that time. Yep. Okay. Anybody else have a comment before we move yeah. on? Milton. Yeah. Oh. On that 1970 team, do you remember who played for the Knicks that came from St. John's? There was a Mike Reardon. What? Mike, Mike Reardon? No. no, Mike Reardon went to oh, Providence. Providence, oh, yeah. Reardon was from New York area, but he went to Providence. Providence. John Warren. Oh, John, yeah. John Warren, the back hook. Right. He was, he was from right. St. John's. He was a substitute, substitute guard. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. We'll have uh, the memories. And uh, uh, I have uh, one, one anecdote. Yeah. yeah uh, so back in, in 1974, this is after the, a year after the championship series, uh, I was, uh, I had graduated from college and a few years. I've been working at Parkway Hospital in Forest Hills. And uh, I was I was an admitting clerk, and all of a sudden I see the uh, uh, admissions for the day was Bettina Albert. Now that was Marv Albert's first wife, so she came in. I admitted it to the hospital. I didn't leave them alone for five minutes. 
I, I, you know, so we were talking about Willis Reed and I asked uh, Marv about Willis Reed. He says he, and he deferred to Bettina. He said, she's the expert on Willis Reed. So I said, is Willis Reed really 6'10"? She said, no, he's actually six foot eight and a half. And he was not 235 pounds. He was closer to 250, which uh, gives you an idea why he looks so large. Mm. But he didn't want to talk to you. He, he deferred to us. Oh, he did. He was very nice. He was very was nice. All right. But that's yeah, like it was he, terrific. He passed the buck. Okay. Yes. Right. All right. Let, let us move on, and we'll always have these memories of great Willis. Nope. Uh, Gerald, I think we're up to you. Your uh, highlights report this week sponsored by Birthday Candles. And I understand there's a birthday coming up. Is yep. that true, Gerald? Yes, on Sunday. My oh, birthday. happy birthday to you. Mine is, by the way, my you didn't birthday. say anything. Hey, Jerry, we have lunch. You didn't say anything. By the way, my birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Thank birthday. you. Thank you. And Gerald, happy birthday to you on Sunday. Okay. Happy birthday, Mark. We were a year old. Is it really happy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there, Gerald. What do you have? Um... Today, I'm going to highlight the 1997 MLB season. These are what I believe to be the key facts about the 1997 MLB season. To the awards and leaders, I will name the National League player followed by the American League player. Can someone answer that phone, please? You better answer before our time is up here. Come on. Okay. Sorry. Key awards. Oh. Key awards. MVP. Larry Walker of Colorado. Right. And Ken Griffey Jr. Rookie of the Year. Hall of Famer Scott Rowland. Hmm. And no more Garcia Parra. Cy Young. Pedro Martinez and Roger Clemens. Key leaders, batting average. Tony Gwynn at 372. Wow. And Frank Thomas. Home mm. runs, Larry Walker and Ken Griffey Jr. RBIs, Andreas Galarraga. Gaga. Big cat. And oh, Ken good. Griffey Jr. ERA, Pedro Martinez and Roger Clemens. On June 12th, a very sad day for me. The first interleague game was played in Texas, and the Giants defeated the Rangers four to three. Of course. <laughs> November fifth, David Johnson became the first manager in MLB history to win the Manager of the Year award and resign on the same day. <laughs> Davy had a feud with the, with the Orioles owner Peter Angelos and resigned by fax. Just like Pat Riley resigned by fax from the Knicks as its coach, you may recall. The Florida cheap as the Will Ponds. The Florida Marlins, I repeat, the Florida Marlins became the first expansion team after only five years in existence to win a World Series. The Marlins and Mets have something in common. Each team has won two World Series. Right. The Marlins are in their 32nd year of existence. The Marlins of Florida and the Mets of New York 
are in their 62nd year of existence. What's wrong with that picture? Everything. Yeah, really. <laughs> much time. This year, this year commemorated the 50th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. Deion Sanders of the, of the Reds, this is interesting, was reprimanded for altering his uniform to commemorate the tribute to Jackie. The following day, Dion's teammates in a show of team uniformity mimicked the uniform alterations, thereby circumventing the decree of National League Vice President Katie Feeney. Kurt Flood, who checked the baseball. Right. Kurt Flood, who challenged baseball's reserve clause, sadly passed away. What a pioneer he was. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. On September 16th, Kurt Schilling became the 13th pitcher to record 300 strikeouts in one season. On April 15th, MLB Commissioner Bud Selig announced that Jackie Robinson's number 42 would be retired throughout MLB. Jerry, the uh, April 15th commemoration, Bill Clinton came to Shea Stadium to commemorate the occasion. Oh, okay, okay. I was there. Yeah, it was a great night. Don, Don, Matting, Don, Don Mattingly has his uniform number 23 retired by the Yankees and a plaque dedicated in his honor in Monument Park. Great player. The 1997 World Series pitted the Florida Marlins and the Indians. In this 93rd edition of the World Series, the Florida Marlins defeated the Indians four to three. The Florida Marlins pitcher, LeVon Hernandez was named the MVP. Here are some composite World Series statistics. The Marlins batted 272 and Cleveland 291. Florida's ERA was 5.48 and the Indians 4.66. Two pitching aces failed to deliver in the World Series. Oral Hershiser was 0-2 for Cleveland with an ERA of 11.70 in 10 innings. Wow. Kevin Brown of the Marlins was 0-2 with an ERA of 8.18 in 11 innings. Game four witnessed the lowest temperature for World Series game, 15 degrees in Cleveland. Why not extend the season, guys? The Marlins became the first wild card team to win a World Series. And that, right. that concludes my report for the 1997 MLB season. Michael has a comment. Go ahead. Yes. Jerry, I do not think you included the saddest moment of that season. And it He's was talking about Mariano giving up the home run? Yes. It, that's right. Uh, the great Mariano Rivera, he threw a... Sandy Alomar. To uh, Mr. Alomar, and uh, he zinged it out to right field. And that was the saddest moment of the entire season. Almost as sad as Bill Mazeroski's home run. It was very sad. <laughs> Anybody else uh, want to comment? No more? Okay, nice job there. 1997. Okay, we're getting up there. Uh, as far as uh, unusual uh, names in sports, beep, beep. I found two this week. Uh, Chadwick Trump. Not Trump. Oh, no. Trump. T-R-O-M-P. Chadwick 
Trump. Anyone know who he is? Yeah, I've so, seen him. But who is he? I don't know. He's a ball player. He's a ball player. He played for Netherlands in the WBC. He's a, uh, I believe he's a catcher. And he's in the minor league system for the Braves. Originally was a Cincinnati Red. He's from Aruba. I guess that's how he gets over to play with Netherlands. That's, yeah. So that's Chadwick Trump. <laughs> that's unusual. And then I came up with this name. Fred, you probably will know this one. Ryan Kolkbrenner. Any idea? No. K-A-L-K. Kolk. Same name. Brenner. B-R-E-N-N-E. He's a Creighton Blue Jay basketball player. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. This day in sports. <laughs> There's a couple of these things that would happen on this particular day, March 23rd. Right, this one I did not understand. 1938, Major League Commissioner Kennesaw Landis freezes. F-R-E-E-S, 74 St. Louis Cardinals minor league players from their contracts. I don't know why, what happened. Anyone ever hear that story? Mm. He no. frees them from their contracts. I guess it says, no. you can't play anymore? I don't know. Very or or freeze them, them to become free agents? agents. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Yeah, that's what it free agents? I don't know. Uh, 1952, here's a good one. Uh, the Rangers. French, Ricky Stalia, GM there. Yeah, wasn't Say there a dispute at first over whether you could have minor league teams at all? Yeah, there's some kind of story I don't know about the that. Story. We got to do more research on this, but that's what it said in 1938 on that one. But in '52, the New York Rangers blow a 6-2 lead and lose 7-6 to the Blackhawks. This guy, Bill, probably butcher his name, Mazienko, scores the fastest hat trick in history. Mm. 21 seconds. How the oh. hell do you do that? I yeah. don't know, but that's what it said. All, all, all off the face-offs, probably. Yeah. 1957. This is a classic game. You probably see this replayed on TV a lot. Uh, it, during the 19th w, uh, NCAA uh, Men's oh, Basketball Kansas. Championship, North Carolina <laughs> beats Kansas yeah. and Will 50, Chamberlain. 54 to 53. In three overtimes, overtimes, and Chamberlain was named the MVP despite not winning. And North Carolina had a lot of guys from New York area in that team. Yeah, yeah. And he only scored 107 points in three overtimes. Jeez. That's amazing, because, right? Well, they held the ball. They held the ball. No, sh no shot clock. No shot clock. That's it. I know. I know. Um, I know. Yeah, hold, 19, the, hold the ball. Keep it away. 1963. I remember this game. A lot of you do, too. Uh, Loyola, Chicago. Beat Cincinnati right. in the championship game, sixty to fifty-eight overtime. The Ramblers' first title in their first title game, and, 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 and also also Harkness. their best player from New York City, Jerry Harkness. Out of Jerry the Harkness. I think he was drafted by the Knicks. I'm not sure. Was Oscar in that game, or he had graduated already? No, he was no, he graduated. No, he, was he was he was a couple years earlier. That was gotcha. Paul Hogan. Uh, Paul Hogan. Uh, but that, I, I remember watching that game on TV. In 68, here we come back to Lou Alcinda. <laughs> UCLA, Lou Alcinda beats North Carolina uh, for their second straight. And right. Alcinda was the MVP. Yeah. Uh, 
Here's a good one. I understand this one. Maybe some of you older gentlemen know that 1972, the Yankees agreed to continue playing in the Bronx. What does that mean? What year? 72. Because there was talk. That's when they re renovated the stadium. Yeah. And they were, right. they, they, was, they were threatening if they don't get a new stadium or something to, to move. The Jersey. Out of the Bronx. And so they gave them a renovated the Jersey, stadium instead of a new stadium. I think there was yeah. talk about moving them to New Jersey. Jersey. Like in 75 okay. or something like that. Yeah. Didn't they, didn't they yes. play two years at Shea Stadium or something? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. 75. 75. 75. 72. So. Maybe, I guess, maybe a lease. To renovate the stadium, then that's when they were threatening. They, they said, we're going to move to Jersey if we, if we don't do something about this. Okay. okay. Steinbrenner didn't own the team yet then. No, he, he got the team, I think, in 73. He got the team right. on my BS birthday. It, right? he, he got the team on my 23rd birthday. Michael Burke. January 3rd. Uh, 79, Larry Holmes, TKO's, TKO's Oswaldo Ocasio, never heard of him. Uh, in seven rounds uh, for the heavyweight boxing title. That name, Oswaldo Ocasio, blank on. 82, the Islanders, Mike Bossy gets his 20th career hat trick. Right. Uh, in 84, figure skating champion in Ottawa, championship now, Scott Hamilton of the U.S., and Katarina Witt from, uh, I guess, the German Democrat Republic. East Germany. East, East Germany? East Germany? Yes. Uh, well, anyway, she won. And as well as this ice skating, ice dancing champs, uh, Torval and Dean. Anyone know their first names? For oh, yeah. From Great Britain, Torval and Dean. Jane? Jane Torval and, and Christopher oh. Dean. Okay. Oh, I was going to say Moisha. Moisha. In, now, here's one. Some of you guys remember this one. 1991, the first World League of American football games took place, and London beat Frankfurt. There was, oh, a, there was a, like a, like a off-season league, uh, but yeah. World League of American football. Uh, 91. Here's a name from the past: Sergi Bubka. Anyone know what he did? Oh, Walter. Became the first one to go over 20 feet. 1991. Here's a Marlins question, or is common. 1992. The Florida Marlins begin to sell tickets. So I guess they came around around that time. Uh, let me see. I got a few more. Oh, most recently, last year, after 140 consecutive weeks as the world's number one female tennis player, 25 year old. Give me the name. Christy Everett. 2022. Ash Barty oh, <laughs> retires oh, after being you know, 25 years old. She retires yeah. saying, there's not much else I can do in this sport. So let me go on and do something else. And that's uh, this uh, day in sports. All right. Question. Gerald. Just wanted to comment on uh, Commissioner Landis. Regarding freeing 74 Cardinal uh, minor leaguers, Landis found that the St. Louis Cardinals were in violation of the working agreements with these minor league clubs. Some people think Branch Rickey was the architect of the minor league system, and some people think that uh, he was playing politics and political games with Branch Rickey. 
that that was the real thrust of of this action. Okay. Well, Landis uh, was Landis was a racist pig. That we know. Yeah, but there was more to it. Um, I, I I looked it up too, and it said that he ruled that the Cardinals actually controlled more than one club in the right. same minor league in several in at least two leagues before, <laughs> and that though they tried to hide it with working arrangements between the second team and another Cardinal team. In fact, these were gentlemen's agreements in which money was just being exchanged sort right. of uh, falsely. And therefore, they were in violation of the understanding that the major leagues had. So, hey, you guys are free. You guys are free. All right, thank you for the update on that. <clears throat> Let's go on to baseball. One week to go. One week from today, we'll have our first uh, games in progress. Uh, this... this um, Spring training is, is going a pretty long time, right? And uh, more and more people are getting hurt here and there. Uh, huh. the baseball classic, we know what happened there. We'll talk about that in a second. Today, Major League Baseball said they're going to um, change or adapt some of the new rules that we've been talking about, we've been hearing about. Uh, the players all have been like guinea pig, pigs uh, playing with these new rules, and they see some faults in some of these new rules, and they want to, like, tighten the screws a little bit or, or loosen the screws one way or another. And so we haven't heard exactly. Then has anyone heard any possible changes? I think it has to do with the clock. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pitch right. Clock. yeah when it starts again. Yeah. Right. When they play. Yeah. Yeah. Now who starts that clock? The umpire? Yeah. The umpires. No. The umpire no, has to start it or automatically the guy running the clock starts. No. no I, he I has thought it's the guy running the clock. He has a time, discretion. Yeah. What's that? I lost the Milton. What'd you say? Yeah, the umpire has discretion to, right. to not start it right away. For so he has a he has a button in his pocket or something. No, a batter. Look, a batter could swing at a ball and fall over, or you know, get knocked take, take down. Time to something. get back into the batter's oh, box. But who so, starts that clock? I think the umpire. You would think the umpire. Fred. <laughs> No, the the, it's, it's been brought up by certain pitches. Like, or, I think I mentioned this last week. When to start it? Yeah, I think I mentioned this last week. Verlander was saying, "What? How? How can you have the clock? You know, like on a day it's raining and 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 the mound is wet, and you want to you know clear off your spikes, for example, of you know." Good point. So sure. You adjust. You know, they have, they're going to have to make some adjustments. They're all the nuances. And then that was just one of them. <clears throat> oh, I just heard today that the, if the catcher was the last person up, he's got to right. be given time to get dressed oh, to go behind the plate. Right. Oh, right. That, that, right. that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, again, Gerald? Just wanted to mention that uh, I think we all know this. The clock starts when the pitcher catches the ball from the catcher, and the clock runs until the pitcher starts his delivery. Yeah, as not he's starting, the clock goes off. You see that? Not when he, yeah. not when he releases the ball. When, like, right. You know he's going to be pitching and not doing anything else. Right. Uh, otherwise, it would be a ball. Okay. Uh, so they're going to make some changes. We'll hear about those changes exactly yeah. down the line. Uh, Can you just clarify if he pitches, if he tries to pick off the runner, what happens? It's still they can't do it three times. The third right. time you got to no, get no, him but out. Then, but the, he went, he's in holding it, and now he, he throws it to first. So now what happens? The umpire has to start it when yeah. the first baseman throws it back to him? I think so. Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And he catches the ball, yeah. 
Yes. Helen, didn't you have a play running? It's like running bases when you were a kid. Right. Right. Is there any regulation as to how long a catcher after a pitch is thrown can hold the ball before he throws the ball? That's a good one. Throw it to him. No, I don't want to. (laughs) That'd be funny. Uh, the catcher could sneeze or, you know, fall right. or slip a little bit. That's I mean, right. play with it. Or he has it. Well, how about the bugs? What are they going to What are they going to do? Chamberlain catch- with the bugs. What, 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 what are they going to do if the catcher makes an errant throw, throwing it back? Throw. I mean, you right. see that occasionally. Well, throws the pitcher it, has to have it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if he throws okay. it over the pitcher's head, and the, 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 you know, the nobody and on base. And what happens well, if there's a wild pitch or pass ball and he's running back? Does he come back to home plate before he throws it? Because then the pitcher will have it and he'll still be back there. So, so now you can't, you, you're not be able, and also you're not going to be able to see, sometimes you used to see with a new ball being thrown in, the pitcher would, you know, would rub it up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he's not, not going to be able to do that because that's going to eat, you know. Part of his time. You know. I, I was reading that one of the, one of the mm-hmm. Yankee pitches or Mets pitches said today, let's, let's move the clock to 20 seconds. Start at 20 instead of 15. I don't know. We'll see what they do, and we'll talk yeah. about it at that time. I want to go to the World Baseball Classic before we go. Uh, uh, I, I assume everyone saw or heard about the championship game. Mm-hmm. I watch your tiny kill him. Going down, that's classic. Yeah. It could be like yeah. a movie. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. Uh, yeah. two of the best players head-to-head. Yeah. And it comes down to that. I thought that was really, really exciting. And, Very and exciting. their teammates. And their teammates. Mm-hmm. Milton. Right. Yeah, I, on the, the World uh, Baseball Classic, I can't believe how good Trey Turner is. But yeah. I was surprised. Five home runs. But, wait, but I was surprised that Goldschmidt and Trout did not do much when they really counted. I, I was surprised yeah. that Japan beat them, that it was – I I know the U.S. would lo- lose in a close scoring game, but I was surprised the way Trout struck out when they needed him, and Goldschmidt hit into that double play. How many times do you have two on, nobody out? You know, uh, I they're could, not automatic. <laughs> they're not automatic. It's a hard tonight. game. It's a hard game. It is. Yeah. Well, the you got to hit him with the whole thing. Or hit when it. you have to start a game with Merrill Kelly and Kyle Freeland, you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. 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 They, they should have done. Alan Katz would have done better. Yeah. He, uh, Merrill uh, is a um, a, a Diamondback. I heard Diamondback. Yeah. He's a bum. Yeah. But meanwhile, yeah. you know, the, the big, everyone was talking next day about Otani and Trout. I asked my wife, you know who they are? She's never heard of them before. <laughs> I want you guys to come back next week if you have a wife or a boyfriend or something. Let me know if they know who Otani. And trout are. Well, I, I can tell you right now. No, 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 Next week we'll um, put it in my nose. What came up? I'll go out and ask my wife. They said, "How about Mookie Betts? How about Mookie Betts? No, you know she knew Aaron Judge, of course, of course. Oh yeah, well, my wife would know basketball, not baseball. So here's a question I want to bring upon you because I heard this this discussion. We have the World Series. The Houston Astros are the World Series champ. World. Japan just beat the U.S. So does that mean that Japan is better than the U.S.? Or in that one game they were. 
So now they're talking about, or thinking about it, to have a worldwide tournament. That's the way it should be. And then have an international champion like they were doing the Little League. And the winning team, not the all-star team, the winning team would play the U.S. world champ, which would be the Houston Astros. That's where you get your world champion. Yeah. What do you be think about that? It was always the assumption that the Major League Baseball had the best teams in the world. And well, they times have changed. Times have yeah. changed. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Astros will play the Euro mm-hmm. Murray Giants. For the world uh, championship, not yeah. one game they do a series. But my I impression is that the players that go from the United States to Japan tend to be fairly marginal, with a few exceptions. The players that come from Japan to the major leagues in, in America tend to be great stars. In right, right. So, or, or, or toxic morons like well, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> not not always the the what the Japanese who went to boss uh, to the Cubs didn't do that well, but Yoshida just signed with the uh, the, the Red Sox for a five year ninety million dollar contract. Right, right. yeah, and he did quite well in the in the game. Right, and who's this guy who did not come over yet? Uh, we hit 55, 56 home runs in Japan last year. He beat uh, Sadahiro O's all time record. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Hit the home run the final game. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, remember his name. With the M. Where are you? Japson? Hirakama? Okay. Hirakama? I think that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Trevor is marginal in a different sense. Yeah. And what, a, what, a, what, a, what a letdown because Edwin Diaz gets hurt. Uh, you know, as a Met fan, uh, we're crying. We yeah. hope we could rebound somewhere down the line. But it's like uh, taking a, a punch to the stomach. You know, if you're a Met fan. Yeah. And, and did you see what they did the to Otani? You see what they did to Otani after he no. won? No. Remember, they laid him out. It was like if there was a trampoline, they would have bounced him. Otani's a big guy. Edwin He's six, four and a half. A little nothing. He's six, four and a half. He weighs about 240 pounds. Yeah. 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 But uh, Patella tendon tear. Surgery. Done for the year. Who do you think is going to be a, a saving for them? David Robinson? David Robinson. David Robinson. Oh. David yeah, Robinson Marco. Left side. Knuckleball. But uh, 37 years old. I don't think it's you a know what, You know what David Robinson needs, though, in order to be effective? He's going to need a song to come out to. David. <laughs> you know why? You can play uh, Robinson, something like that. When he I'm just out thinking about head. getting uh, uh, Diaz's brother, Alexis from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. he cries though. He David Robinson. David Robinson. I heard that David. Heard that David Robinson is not a good guy. Not a good guy. There's a story about him when he was with the Yankees, and they were dividing up, not World Series, sh- you know, playoff shares or whatever. And mm-hmm. he was very adamant. About, about the clubhouse attendance should not get any money at all. Oh, that's obnoxious. I heard, I heard that from a, a reliable source. You know, he's allowed to do that. It's up to him. Anyway, the Mets sent Francisco Alvarez back to the minors, Triple right. A, start there, catch every day, and uh, see how well he catches. And of course, the Yankees sent that Jason Dominguez, which we thought he'd be going down. Yeah. He looked pretty good if he you did. follow some of the games. The Martian. Is his nickname? 
Next year. Next one day. He'll be this is this was his first big league camp. Is he is he gonna go to triple A or double A? I think he went to double A, prove yourself, move to triple A, and then you're a step away. Hmm. Our our old friend Jed Lowry retired. Yeah. Jed mm-hmm. Lowry. He's going to retire as a Met, right? One day country. Yeah, the And, you know, there's a couple of free agents left. You know, with all the free agents they had, Robinson Chirinos. He's a guy still free, a catcher. Jason Castro, a catcher. Yeah, Chirinos doesn't hit. I know. Archie Bradley, pitcher. Chris Archer. No one picked him up. Dylan Bundy. No one picked him up. Gary Sanchez. No one picked him up. Zach Britton. Zach Britton's still out there. And did you hear the story about um, once Cuba lost their game and they were done? Right. Their bullpen catcher, Ivan Prieto, did not return to Cuba with the team. He defected. Uh Uh-huh. Smart man. He's the first WC player to ever do this. And then uh, other baseball, no, Brown, Brown University. Mm-hmm. Freshman Olivia Pachado became the first woman to appear in a Division One baseball game. Look at that woman! She appeared. She pinched it uh, in the team's ten-one loss. Rounded out to first base on the first pitch she saw. She bats lefty, and she's from Queens. Uh-huh. Good, for Good for her. Okay, uh, Gerald, comment. Let's not forget that Matt Harvey is out there. Oh, yeah, the yeah, no, man. They might consider him. Jerry's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's another, move on to a uh, good old significant football. retirement. Let's go on to football with Sergio Romo. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, he's retired. The Giants are retiring him for training. Yeah. Who's that? Who's that? Sergio Romo. Sergio Romo. The, uh, uh, right. the Giants and the three right. world championships in, right. in 2012. I believe he, he ended the series by striking out Cabrera looking. And he, he was like this little, he looked like a little spider. Yeah. And he'd yeah. throw a, uh, he'd, he'd throw a, a slider. Right. It's like this. Right. And uh, he signed with the Giants. He's getting himself in shape, but he's retiring. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I asked uh, Howie why you're talking to talk about the football moves that took place All right. last week oh. or so. Mm-hmm. You have that list, uh, Howie? Oh, God. Well, she sent <laughs> me, and then I had to add. Yeah, okay. so let's see about football now. I'll try to do this by teams and how when it happened, it looks like. Uh, the Bears, of course, traded the number one draft pick of the Panthers for star receiver DJ Moore, the number nine draft pick, a number 61 pick at, at 2023, and a first rounder in 2024. And a second rounder in 2025. All Smart. Smart. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is up in the air, but Alan Lazard signed with the Jets, who also just signed uh, wide receiver uh, Mercole Hardeman from uh, the Chiefs. And then they turned around and traded their wide receiver Elijah Moore to the Browns. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, signed with the Raiders. The Panthers, Sam Donald, has signed with the Niners to be on the Number practice three? squad, probably. Number three, huh? Yeah. Barring injuries to the other two. Mm-hmm. The Bucks signed 
Baker Mayfield, who played for the Browns and the Rams last year. Who, wait, who did he sign with? The uh, Bucks. Oh, Bucks. Mm. Bay. Mm. The Eagles signed Marcus Mariota, former Falcon. Mm. Uh, the Cowboys get Texan receiver Brandon Cooks, who's played for so many different mm -hmm. teams. The draft picks, and they signed Ronald Jones II from the Chiefs. This was after they uh, cut uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the Giants, great trade for tight end Darren Waller for the 100th pick in this year's draft, which they received from the Chiefs when Kadarius Tony went from the Giants to the Chiefs. Giants signed linebacker Bobby Okarecki from the Colts and wide receiver Paris Campbell from the Colts. That's something he can play. Uh, but they lost safety Julian Love, who signed with the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, Houston signed receiver Robert Woods, the old grand player, running back Devin Singletary, tight end Dalton Schultz from Dallas, and linebacker Denzel Perriman, who played for the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders signed Jacoby Myers, not the law firm, the wide receiver, <laughs> and tight end Austin Hooper, who, who last year played for, I believe, Texas. Uh, the Falcons signed former commander quarterback Taylor Heineke. So uh, that may be something. The Dolphins signed former Jets quarterback Mike White, uh, receiver Braxton Berrios, and guard Dan Feeney. The Patriots signed receiver Juju Smith Schuster. I thought I said that. Maybe not. The Panthers signed quarterback Andy Dalton, who's now with the Panthers, and Miles Sanders, former Eagle. Mm -hmm. Eagles <laughs> re-signed quarterback James Bradbury, released Darius Slay, but then re-signed him. The Lions signed former Bear running back David Montgomery <laughs> as they lose running back Jamal Williams, who scored 17 touchdowns last year, and he signed with the Saints. The Vikings released Adam Thielen. My wife is in mourning. And then he's picked up quickly by the, the Panthers. Uh, uh, let's see. Colts released quarterback Matt Ryan, and they signed Gardner Minshew. Uh -huh. The Bills, uh, they... Mm -hmm. Signed running back Damian Harris. Who did he play for? I'm not sure who he played for, Damian Harris. I think it was the receiver, Patriots. Oh, the Patriots? I yeah. think. Wide receiver Trent Sherfeld, who played for the Giants, right? Who? Uh, the, the Rams trade Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Right. It's, it's still up in the air by Odell Beckham, but uh, the latest rumor is he's may lean to the Jets. I don't know if any of that is true. And uh, the latest on Lamar Jackson is the team that's coming out and they said they're willing to trade him. And the teams that may be interested are Atlanta, certainly. Uh, the Colts are interested because uh, who's, their, who's their quarterback? Oh. Colts, uh, 
Where'd they get this year? Used to be Wentz, and then they went. They got somebody. They got somebody. I think they they played somebody. (laughs) So the Colts uh, and the Jets, if no Rodgers. And then again, the Commanders, you know, uh, who who traded away Heineke. And the latest, this is the last thing, the latest is DeAndre Hopkins of uh, the Cardinals. They're tearing apart that team. Mm. And uh, he... According to the uh, internet and Twitters, uh, he may sign either with the Chiefs after they lost Juju Smith-Schuster and the Co-Hardman. So that would be a good move for them. Or the Bills. And I think yeah. the, they, I think they mentioned the Bills only because he, him or his brother said some. Was brother? I think plays for the Bills. I'm not sure. Uh, well, I may be mixing this up with the. Uh, uh, the running back for the uh, the Vikings who may be traded as a brother on the Bills. I forget his name. Anyway, so we'll see. We'll see. My bet is probably Baltimore people. Oh, no, what's wrong with that? What's, he just talked for, I don't know, three, four, five mm-hmm. minutes. on This one's going here. This one signed mm-hmm. continuously. What do you have? 20, 25 names in that list here. What's wrong with this? You don't think anything's wrong with this? Yeah, we probably never heard of half the guys. No, that's ridiculous. You're on one team one year, you're on another team the next year, and you play two years and you go somewhere else. You can't keep track of the players without a scorecard now. It's all all about the money. Mark, the Giants signed a couple of guys Howie didn't mention. Mark, the Giants signed a couple of guys Howie didn't mention in the last couple of days. But they signed a guy named Bobby McCain who was cornerback for the for the um, Reds, uh, I started to say Redskins, uh, Commanders. <laughs> they also signed a defensive lineman from the from the Bucks, so I never heard of Raheem Nunez Roches. No clue. No clue. I don't no idea. The, 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 the boasted a defensive lineman. So yeah. I don't. Commander signed a quarterback too. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, it can uh, go. It's on and it's it's endless. Chat. It's endless. We're probably leaving out probably 20, 30, 40 names. Yeah. yeah. Gerald. Could somebody give us an update on what's going on in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? Jets and Packers are still a, a store to stalemate the, as far as what, what constitutes a proper trade. Right. Yeah, right. Isn't, it, isn't it true that, that the cap hit for the Packers releasing Rogers is, is significantly less after June 2nd? That's what I read. There's some kind of date, date yeah. So I don't. Yeah. So they can wait till June second to make the deal, pull the trigger. Yeah, save money. Amazing, amazing, save money. Well, right. it's about twenty-five million dollar cap hit differential. You mm. want to save the money if you're the pay the money. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the games don't start until uh, late August anyway. But according to the paper today, the Jets went by making that trade for uh, what's his name? Uh, how we mentioned the um, more to the Browns, they acquire, acquiring a second, a second, second round pick. That might be, you know, easier now to, to deal with with the Packers because I don't know. The Jets really don't want to trade their first round pick if they don't, have, you know, for the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll give up both second rounders that they have. They have two second round picks. I mean, I'd give up first round picks for Jackson, but not for a forty year old. Exactly. Damn right. But but the thing is, you know, the, who's got the more leverage? I mean, the Packers have already said, you know, that. 
they, they want to step away and start. What's what's the guy's name? I, I forget. Love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Yeah. Love. Yeah, yeah. So how could Rogers go back to them? And how could they play him? You know, I don't know. It's like a weight game of um, who's going to play first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a chicken right, game. Right. All right. Thank you for that long list. Oh, good report. Long list. Well, there are many Hopefully, more. it won't beautiful. be a long list. Next and week. don't be surprised if Sam Donald is a starting quarterback on opening day for the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> and has, well, and has a great career because he's back in California. The QB yeah. for uh, Indianapolis is Nick Foles. Oh, they got oh, right. He's, right. oh, he's on them now. Philly. <laughs> so this could be it's good Philly trivia X, questions. Uh, in the past, you know, how many teams has Nick Foles been on? How many teams uh, has uh, yeah. Dalton been on? <laughs> Every year they're on a different yeah. team. Yeah. unbelievable, amazing. Well, the Raiders. Nice. I believe he's a Raider. Um, free agent Foster Moreau uh, stepping away from oh, yeah. football to fight Hodgkin's lymphoma. His friend did it yesterday. Yeah. He's played four years with the Raiders. Uh, he's a free agent. He visited New Orleans last week. He wanted to sign with them. I don't know if he yeah. did or not, but he learned he had Hodgkins at that time. Uh, Mark, so right. I there's, one other, there's one other thing I read. The guy on the Bills, I think his name is Jordan Poyer, who had said a few weeks ago, he doesn't want to play for the Bills because New York State is, is too of a high-tax state. Resign with him. Mm. There you go. And I, I learned that the Jets and the Browns are going to play in that Hall of Fame game in Canton, yeah. Ohio, on August 3rd. It's right. the third time the Jets are playing that game. It's the sixth time the Browns are playing that game. And this year they're going to only three preseason games because the Jets and Browns are playing in that game. They get a fourth game. Right. So they'll be playing four preseason games. And uh, you know, the rest of the league will be uh, playing just three. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the XFL, we, we, we've touched on poker. Mm -hmm. Do you know, does anyone, can anyone name one <laughs> of the yeah. XFL teams? They're into their five, mm -hmm. five weeks, I believe they played. Mm -hmm. Not without looking it up. Anyone <laughs> know their names? The Jersey General. No, oh, it's no. the wrong league. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone told me at the wedding, they said, you should try to contact them, one of the teams, and ask one of their players to come on our show. <laughs> Imagine we get a, uh, an XFL football player talking about XFL football. Mm. Uh, and why not? Why not? Maybe, maybe someone on our panel would like to do that, and uh. we'll give you extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather you get somebody from the WWE. Yeah, be that'd be good. Yeah, good. <laughs> anyway, of course, we didn't discuss this last week. We didn't have time, but Bud Grant. Yeah. Last, uh, last week or so, 95 years old. Looking wow. good life, you know, Coach Vikings yeah. to four Super Bowls and losing four Super Bowls. Right. Coach the Vikings for 18 years. Wow. Uh, he and Marv Levy. He, uh, the, uh, the he was the team's yeah. second head coach. Question, who was the first? Norm uh, Van Brocklin. Norm Van Brocklin, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, of course, he had success in the Canadian Football League, too. Uh, mm -hmm. He coached 28 years between the two uh, leagues. He reached the playoff 20 times. He played in 10 championship games. So, I guess the four. With mm. the uh, uh, bikes, 
with the Vikings. Vikings and six and, and six the with the uh, great cup, the Winnipeg team. Yeah, yeah. Did he win any of those? Win, win, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Blue Bombers. Did he win any of them? I don't know. We can do a check on that too. Oh, three great cup champions. He fifty-eight. Oh. Why do I have four years here? I put down three. Maybe it's. 58, 59, 61, and 62 is the years I had. Otis Taylor, great, great wide receiver. receiver in the early days of the AFL with right. the Kansas City Chiefs and mm-hmm. Lenny Dawson. He had Parkinson's mm-hmm. and dementia. Mm-hmm. He passed yeah. away at the age of 80. Mm-hmm. Spent 10 years with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He was a fourth-round pick. He wow. went to Prairie View A&M University. You know, I ha- I went out. Prairie View, if you know, I don't know, you, count, you go back 30, maybe 30, 40 years. Prairie View, their football team, they lost 80 games in a row. <laughs> around 80 <laughs> games in a row. Yeah, I remember that. They, they couldn't win. Prairie View. So I, I went and called the school. <laughs> I said, I called the bookstore. I said, I want to buy a cap. So I, I have it hanging here. I'm not sure. I have a Prairie View, A&M. Football cap, no baseball, no cap. So uh, anyway, he—that's the school he went to. Graduated in '65. He had two 1,000-yard seasons. He had 410 receptions, 57 touchdowns. Those numbers don't make sense today, but back then they were big numbers. And sorry to see him go. Any news in the basketball? Yeah, well, got the NCAA tournament down to the Sweet 16. Of course, last week, last week, the big news was from Joe's neck of the woods, mm. Bailey Dickinson from Jersey. And we still have one Jersey school in there in Princeton. Uh-huh. Bailey Dickinson beating Purdue when Purdue played a terrible game. They didn't. They had the best player, Zach Erty, who was seven foot four. And they, they refused, but I couldn't. Or they just refused to get the ball into him. They kept shooting from the outside and they were te- Purdue was terrible. I'm not going to take any away from Fairleigh Dickinson, but Purdue played a terrible game. Yeah, and then, Fairley, happens. And then Fairleigh Dickinson yeah. lost to Florida Atlantic on Sunday, and two days later, their coach is now the coach of Iona. Hmm. When, when St. John's hired Rick Pitino, which is yep. the other, yeah. the, from the uh, besides the besides the NCAA, but tonight the, the Sweet 16 starts. There are three teams from the Big East: Xavier. Creighton and Yukon. I know you say Big East and what's a school from Omaha, Nebraska and Cincinnati, Ohio doing in the Big East, but that's the nature of college sports these days when you have West Virginia in the Big 12 and UCLA and Southern Cal joining the Big 10, but that's another story for another day. Exactly. But, but the, if, you know, if you look at the, you know, when, when they do the seedings in, in the, uh, theoretically the, the Sweet 16, if they had the all number one through four Teams in there, there right now. There are only of the six. There are nine teams who are in the Sweet Sixteen who are seated one through four. Two number ones, two number twos, three number threes, and two number two number fours. The rest are all uh, six seeds are down, including number fifteen Princeton. And two games at the Madison Square Garden tonight. You'll have Michigan State rated numbers, who is a seven seed playing. Kansas State, the number three seed. Kansas State does have a local connection. Their best player is from Harlem, Marquis Noel, who was just fantastic. If anybody saw that game against um, Kentucky the other day when they defeated them. And then the upstarts, Florida Atlantic, 
is playing Tennessee, who knocked off Duke in the in the, East, the other East Regional game. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow night we have Creighton playing playing Princeton. So it's that's a number six versus a number fifteen. That should be an interesting game. And Xavier is playing. Who is Xavier playing? I Texas, I believe. Texas, right? They're playing Texas from the Big Twelve. And then out west you got UCLA and Gonzaga, which should be a very good game tonight. Two versus yes. a, two versus a three seed. And then Alabama is playing San Diego State, which may give them a tough game. From a personal standpoint, I really would like to see Alabama get knocked off. Uh, there's a little thing about, a little, well, morality about Alabama, where, where we, I'm sure you've heard about the difficulties they've had down there with uh, the, the Sage Right. And then uh, Houston is playing Miami sometime tonight, and I, I forget who else is playing. Are there games tomorrow in the Garden, too? No, t- no, tonight, uh, no. winners of tonight's games will play Saturday for the right to go to the Final Four, which will be in the town Mark was visiting, Houston. Which So the Houston Cougars are trying very hard to have the Final Four in their home state. And that would make Jim Nance very happy as he's doing his last Final Four and he went to University of Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's better than college, college sports. And okay. The, Let's pro- come back if we have time to the Knicks and the Nets. I want to. I want right, to. Michael, ahead. you got to. Michael, while you're raising your hand, why don't you go tell your rant, the Yankees and Jets? Oh, yeah. All right. I just want to say one thing about the NCAA's. Uh, I've never seen in all my years of watching sports how hard people in the stands are praying, and you kind of wonder. All right. Of course, we learn uh, in religion to pray to God, but how hard should anybody be praying to God? At a sporting event, especially in basketball, and it just was nothing. I'm not complaining, but I just couldn't help observing how, Mark, how hard. My, Michael, you get really invested. So I can remember back from my high school days, like I talked about last week, when we won the city championship game. That championship game when we played Clinton was the same exact feeling. When, when it's your school, you you really get it. You you really do get invested. In, invested in it. So I, I fully understand that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's you amazing. Really do. If you All right, so, Michael, school, give us your Yankees and Jets rant. All right, well, with the Jets, I think Howie has uh, covered almost everything. The Jets are going to have quite a bunch of uh, really good pass receivers. And uh, this uh, Lazard and Garrett Wilson and, and now this new guy, Hardman. So it should be pretty, pretty good. And also, I have to admit, I, I'm going to give in. I was very, very unhappy with what happened with the quarterback situation. I did not think that this Rodgers deserved to be on the Jets after uh, uh, how much we had to beg him to come onto the team. He'll be with the Jets, and we're going to come close to getting into the Super Bowl. We'll be a competitive team, which will be nice. So I might as well root for the Jets and have ha- be a little happy. They'll make the playoffs, Mark. They'll make the playoffs. Right. Knocked out, knocked out. 31-7. Come on. Who's going to play center? Uh, <laughs> Willis Reed. But let me get to the Yankees. It's very, very interesting. I mentioned earlier uh, before we went on the air how annoying it is to me that on Fridays, after coming home from Shabbos services, I'm not going to be able to watch the Yankee game unless I pay for Apple TV, which is ridiculous. So uh, maybe it's because I uh, put the TV on Shabbos. They're not going to let me watch on Shabbos. So uh, that was very, very annoying. 
But I, I was looking at the Yankee, uh, the Yankee uh, team right now as as we speak, and I was going down each position. For example, on third base, it'll be Donaldson and LeMahieu. Who would you rather have play third base? Uh, Donaldson says he's going to get good. He two home runs yesterday. Who the hell knows? So that's confusing a third base. LeMahieu is going to play third base, second base, and first base, which I also think is crazy. The shortstop, the Yankees are going to have to decide between Volpe, Pedrosa, Cabrera, and IKF, which is also crazy. Why don't they just stop hassling and put Volpe in there, which they're not doing because I think there's something like a money grab for shortstop. Second base, they have Glaber, again, LeMahieu, Volpe, and Pedrosa. LeMahieu is the best second baseman in baseball, probably still. So that's also very annoying and confusing. Glaber has still not been traded yet. That might have been a good idea. But Glaber's still there, and who the hell knows what's going to happen there. And the first base, you have Rizzo, LeMahieu, and believe it or not, they've kicked the tires on Judge playing first base, which is also a little crazy. And you go to the outfield, you have in left field, possibly Judge. You have Oswaldo Cabrera. You have a Hicks who just was as crappy as could be. You have this guy Calhoun. I'd like to see Calhoun in there. Forget about the others. Let him let have a nice defensive uh, outfielder. In center field, you have Judge and eventually Bader. And out there still is Hicks. How can Hicks still be out there considering what happened to him last year? <laughs> Crazy. And in right field, you have the good old standboy Judge and Stanton. And Stanton, I've read articles that Stanton might be as good as anything. He might even be better than Judge next year, which is possible. They go to the character. You have Trevino, who's very good. You have Higgy. And believe it or not, you have IKF and you have Rosefield. And uh, he's supposed to be getting better. Now, the pitching, Cole is giving up the home run still. Seve, who was scary to start yesterday's game. Nestor, who's coming over from injury. And I think, in my mind, the best pitcher in the rotation right now is Schmidt. And Germain, that'll be the five starters. And eventually Rodon will be back. And much later, you have Montez. Your closer looks like Holmes. And Holmes is pitching great. And the eighth inning will be Luizico and Michael King. And the others, Peralta, Marinaccio, Trevino, and Weissart, among others. Efros is injured. Who the hell knows for how long? And there are some others. In other words, the Yankees aren't this, this close to the beginning of the season. In such a state of flux, it's unbelievable. And that's my report. I heard Boone wants, uh, what's his name? Volpe. Volpe should be there. That's it. Boone is is, is like, um, he wants him. All right. Still not there. See what happens. Um, and IKF is playing in the outfield these days, right? The center field and also they're trying to make catcher. No, because he caught his early days was catcher and third base. Um, Howie, you have any West Coast news? Yeah. uh, The Warriors, uh, up until the last two games, the Warriors' record at home was 29 and 7. Their record on the road was 7 and 29. (laughs) So then they go on the road, lose a couple of games. They play Memphis. They beat Memphis. And then just last night, they beat uh, Dallas, which uh, which will be the tiebreaker, and they held on to the sixth position to keep them out of the uh, the play-in. There's eight games remaining. Five of the eight games are going to be played at home. But the amazing thing is they 
They played last night and won uh, with an off night like Curry. He scored 20 points, but he couldn't hit from three. What about the controversial play at the end? Hit. What? What about I, the controversial play? I was going to mention that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to get to that. <laughs> and uh, Kaminga is coming into his own, unlike James Weissman, who they had to dump in the trade to get Gary Payton Jr. back. Kaminga uh, was the high scorer with 22 points all over the court. Uh, uh, so, there, so there's hope. Uh, what's going on with the injuries? David Ballard just had his wrist surgery. This is his last season, and he may be back for the playoffs. Uh, Gary Payton Jr., who has a left abductor injury, and I had to look up. I said, what's this abductor? And I realized it's a groin injury. And uh, But they expect him back at the, at the end of the year for the playoffs. The other thing that's kind of sad, oh, one thing about the game. During the game, there was a little confusion between the reps as to who had the ball. And in actuality, it was the Warriors' ball, but but uh, Dallas, but they had the ball. They go on the other end of the court, and uh, Jordan Poole is is waiting to get the ball from the ref, who go who just hands it to him, and they stand in the basket and they just dunk it. And uh, the uh, uh, Dallas is protesting because that two points is the difference in the game. They won by two points. Uh, the last thing is about Andrew Wiggins who's been out since February 13th. The latest on him is he may not be back even in the playoffs. The the real stinky rumor that's going around, and a, a quote from one of the players on the Warriors, an anonymous player, is he's going through some real family shit. Apparently, uh, uh, Wiggins, who comes from comes and lives in Canada, uh, had a girlfriend in in uh, high school and has had two children by her. They never got married. And he has this best friend. He just found out two things. One, that his best friend is having an affair with his girl, longtime girlfriend. <laughs> and two, that DNA is showing that he's not the, the father to the two children. That's the boy. Oh. So mm -hmm. that's what he's going through. And mm -hmm. they, the Warriors said he may not even back be back for the playoffs, so that's why that's why the very helpful, hopeful Garrett Payton can come and uh, fulfill that role. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, a couple of Joe, then Mike ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just in uh, Mike Finer, did you uh, did you uh, see or read about uh, Brian Cashman's uh, Mia culpa? No, he pretty much admitted that he blew it on Montez, that he didn't do his due diligence uh, and he, oh, you know, yeah, right. took him when he was hurt. Right. I saw that. Yeah, Who'd yeah. they give up? Sears? They gave, up some, they gave up some good prospects for him. They, uh, they, they, they gave up four players for him. Sears right. was among them. And a couple others. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's not the last time he screwed up. No, it's not. I mean, there was there was more on it last week, but it was just in the uh, just the least online this morning. I read it. Let's see right. if he gets better and how he is when he gets better. Mike, you wanted a comment? Yeah, just uh, to say that there is one more uh, Sweet 16 game, and that is UConn versus Arkansas. Yeah, right. I'm sorry, I forgot that. I, I, and I know, I know that's UConn one of the more important. I'm interested in too. 
UConn, right. UConn is favored by uh, somewhere in the three and a half to four point range in that game. Yeah. But I have a friend from Arkansas, he's uh-huh. ex, ex, extreme partisan, who claims that this Arkansas team is going to going to take UConn and move on. So we'll see. Well, the, 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 they, they, were, they were really relentless against Kansas. They had a, yeah. they came back from a big deficit. They they're a good yeah. team. Yeah, I want. I wanted to just follow about the game last night. I thought before a timeout, the referee had indicated that the ball was was Dallas and not not. Uh... Well, uh, apparently, I didn't see it uh, because I was going in and out of the room, and then I saw when he handed the ball off to who uh, bring it in. One ref said it was Dallas. No, it's all dependent upon the long run. But the other ref overruled him and said, no, it's the Warriors. And Dallas just didn't move from their end of the floor. They just said they they said they should have they should have blown the whistle and stated out that it was just so confusing. And this this is a pivotal game for both teams. Yeah. Tiebreaker. Be responsible. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big tiebreaker. Yeah. Tiebreaker. Steve, you wanted to say something? Yeah. yeah, the referee, he gave two signals. First of all, he pointed to the uh, baseline to give the ball to the, to the Warriors, but then the other team, Dallas, called timeouts, and then he pointed the other way. Ah. So people so people thought that he was pointing that it was Dallas's ball, but the, his first point was the, to the Warriors' side, and then he okay. pointed at the Dallas bench saying, but he never should have put the ball in play. That's the problem. Well, yeah. but here's the thing. Uh, I watched the end of the game, and – Golden State had a five-point lead with 1.7 seconds to go. And uh, so Dallas had called timeout. They threw the ball in. Everybody kind of stood around, relaxed. Some guy threw it at the basket and it went in. And it was a three-point <laughs> shot. But the, my point is that never would have happened if it had been uh, two points or three points or something like that. They would have had to struggle to get a shot off instead of just an open throw it up there. So, you know, yeah, I know there's a protest. I, I realize and I understand all that, but I don't think the league is going to accept it. Yeah. That'd be good. Joe and then Danny. There, I'm, just, I'm just curious. Is there any rule or it's that in a case like that, where one team is all the way down at the other end of the court that the referee will put the ball in play and start play? I've, not, I've never seen anything like that. Me neither. Never seen anything like that. Never. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would think you would think that he would tell the team. <laughs> he would tell the team on the other end of the court. Come on down, boys. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, a couple of things, uh, Mike. I don't know if it was mentioned that uh, Montes had actually admitted a couple of weeks ago that he was damaged goods when he came over to the Yankees. Yeah. You know, Nike, I don't know Nike whether the Yankees have any now, recourse to that. <laughs> okay. Another thing is, um, anybody mentioned the? Uh, uh, the, the 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 flop with the Knicks wasting Randall's 57 points. What, what, what a terrible waste that game was. Just oh, comment. And, and and lastly, anybody mentioned that uh the the, the passing of Falsbury, the creator of the Falsbury flop. Uh, we did that last week. Yeah. I missed it last week. I'm yeah, sorry. We, we talked about it. So mentioned twice. Okay. Yep. <laughs> one else something that the uh the uh 57 point game. Uh, you you would think that Timberdale would think of something. They, there was no defense. There was right. no, no. Game. that game made no sense. Yeah, I thought I thought he he was so hot that he sat him, uh, like you know for the third quarter he sat he was sitting down for a long time resting him. Take advantage of the man that's got a hot hand and just put him in there. You know, 
Okay. Mm. Uh, Joe, again, what do you got? I just, well, like, you know, it, I don't think it was, wa- I don't think it was, it was wasted. I mean, he, you know, he kept the team, he kept the team yeah, in the game. You're right. Uh-huh. He kept the team in the game. They just they had no defense, and they didn't have any defense last night either. They yeah, another game to a team like that. That's they, 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 they couldn't stop that guy Prince oh, eight right. eight from three point range. That that's right, right. Heard of. Right. It just happens. So yeah. well, I don't know. You give some credit to Minnesota. They played a great game with the, the two best players not playing. Yeah. And then I think they lost last night when uh, the guy yeah. finally came back. There was not Bridges. Um, Carl Anthony Towns came back. Oh, he came back. Edwards didn't play. And I think they lost. Hmm. Okay. Um, Cheryl, uh, uh, tell your brother we'll get him next week. Is Cheryl still there? There you are, Cheryl. We didn't get to your brother today. Okay, we'll get him next week. Okay. And... uh, we could talk some more, but I want to go to trivia questions. And then Milton is is lining up the final song for us. That'll be later after our trip. Let's do about ten minutes of trivia and hit Milton. You do your song. All right. Okay. Let's do this trivia first. Okay. At this point, who wants to start with some questions? Anybody have questions? All right. Uh, let's go to Milton right away. All right. Which of those? Which two next on that championship team of nineteen seventy went to Wichita State? Two Dave players. Stallworth and Nate Bowman. You're correct. Very good. Wow, that was very, wow. very good. That, that, Nate Bowman. All right, Michael, go ahead. Make wow. it easy. All right. What do these four teams have in common? The Utah Jazz, the NBA, the New York Jets in the NFL, the Indianapolis Colts, also the NFL, and the L.A. Dodgers. They all moved. They all moved and kept their they same names. They all moved. Yeah, right. But tell me something about their names. How do they all get their names? Jazz, because well, the jazz came from the New Orleans. Orleans. The yeah, right. The Dodgers with the Charlie Dodgers. Dodgers. All right. That's where the Titans. Jets. How about the Jets? York Titans, yeah. Who? There was the Titans. Oh, Jets. Because they where played at Chase the Stadium near, near the airport. Thank you. And what about the Colts? 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 Colts. Baltimore. The Baltimore Colts. The Pimlico Race Track. Thank you. Okay. Gerald, you had a question? Keep it within the decade, or the, the, uh, the century. <laughs> the century. The last two centuries. Oh, while he's looking, I got one. Who is? I'm gonna give you guys name. I'm not gonna pronounce. Well, Abiodum Adigoki. Who? A d i o d u n. First name. A d e g o k e. Anyone ever hear that name? Oh, no. He's a Nigerian Nigerian oh, basketball player who stands seven feet nine inches. Oh, I'm boy. waiting for him to oh, take the boat over. He was a little taller than the, than the guy who was from Romania who played in the NBA, I think, was 7'7". Seven, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? Manufo was 7'6". Wasn't it Murazon? Seven, seven, seven. Yeah, that's six, the guy. Murazon, right. That's right. Murazon. That's the guy. Right. Good, 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 good. All right. Anybody? Okay. Let's go, Gerald. Yeah. Gerald. You muted, Gerald. He's got it. Gerald. This, this MLB, this MLB play had more triples than strikeouts in a single season. Both were double digits. 
Uh-huh. Uh, what era? What what uh what what era? Era? Yeah. 1940s. In this slaughter? No, I know these. 1940s? It's like, and more strikeouts than what? More more, more triples, triples than strikeouts. Than double digits. Frankie Frisch? No. And he couldn't run and he couldn't run Dan Musial. Yes. Dan Musial, correct. Oh, very good. Very. That's not my friend. 1943 had 20 triples and 18 strikeouts <laughs> while batting 357. That's pretty good. Dan Musial. Dan Musial. Yeah. 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 By the way, I, I asked Gerald uh, in a couple of weeks to uh, do a little uh, comparison of Ted Williams Stan and Musial. Sam Musial. Okay. We'll see. Go ahead there, uh, Michael. Okay. What song? Did Sparky Lyle come out to? Sorry. Pump and Circumstance. Right. Very good. Is that right? right. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Very good. Very good. Uh, how about this one? Uh, name a sports team, I guess their nickname, that starts with an S. There's about 10 of them. I'll cross them off as you call them out. Steelers. Steelers is one. Superstar. New Orleans Saints. Are we Saints talking two. We talking professional or college? Professional on the four major sports. Seahawks. Seahawks. Supersonics. There is no Seahawks. No more. No, no more. Yeah. Now the Thunder. Yeah. Okay. Um, Come on, there's like six more. Is that more? Suns. Phoenix Suns. 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 Spurs. Spurs. Right. Four more. Four more. Spartans. Who? Wasn't the team was the Spartans? No, no, Michigan State. Major leagues. Major leagues. Major leagues. Sharks. Sharks. Good. Three more. I think they're all hockey. Sabres. Sabres. Two more. Hockey. All right. Second time. Quebec. Quebec. Nordique. That's not that. And, and, not, uh, Quebec, not Quebec. I mean, uh, yeah. Not Quebec. Oh, uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. Senators. And the Dallas Stars. 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 Oh. There's your S. Quebec. Who else has a question? All right, Gerald. This goes back to this player played from 1920 to 1933. Who has the fewest? Who has the fewest strikeouts per bat in MLB history for a career? Fewest. Over 4,000 at bats in 1933. 1920 to 1933. 100 years ago, we don't know the answer. That was when he played. All right, 14 years. Is the guy still alive? No. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> was was he a first baseman? Was that George Sisler? No. I say Heine Manoush. No. Let me let me tell you. Joe, Joe Sewell struck out 114 times in 7,132 at bats. That's one oh. in 63 at bats. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the last name? Sewell. Sewell. S-E-W-E-L-L. Yes. Like Rip Sewell? I think uh-huh. so. Okay. A couple more. I mean, then we got to go Milton. 
Milton, make sure you do good now. Uh, Fred. What college did Howard Comives go to? Bowling Green. Bowling Green. That's correct. Bowling Green. Very good. Where, where is Bowling Green? Bowling Green, Ohio. Ohio. Mid American. Yep. Mid American. My friend was at Bowling Green. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Well, why is it called? There's Bowling also Green? a Bowling Green in Kentucky, but he went why to is it right. Bowling Green. That's where Western Kentucky is. Yeah, but he why is it called Bowling Green? Because that's the name of the, the name of the town. The name of the town. Why is the town called Bowling Green? What's Maybe bowling they have a green. At the <laughs> because they have a green and used to do lawn bowling. Right. Right. That's right. I have no idea if that's right. All right, Howie, you got a question? Yeah, talk about uh, cl closes coming in. What was uh, the song that the Goose Gossage and Dennis Eckley used Eckersley. to come in? That wild thing, that was Mitch Williams. They both had the same song? The Trogs. Both had the same song. Who was it by? Uh, it's by George Thorogood. Who? <gasps> George Thorogood, T H O R. And the destroyers. One, one, something or other. One, one Scotch. One something. Probably had a better song. I forgot this song. Bad. Bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Yeah. Bad to the bone. Good song. Good song. All right. Good song. I'm going to close the show with Milton. Going to do his name that tune. We're at the book. We had order today, but let's end the show with Milton, and he plays a song. Let's give it 20 seconds. And Milton, 20 seconds, put a stop to it. Right. Let's see if we know it. Okay. This 1981 big hit song was composed by a fella that played with another group in the early 60s called the Four Preps. And he composed this song, which was a big hit in 1981. Here it is. What? Bum, bum. Yeah. Bum, bum. Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. No, 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 All right, so is it? Painted Love by Soft right. Cell. Correct. Right. Uh, Painted Love. Wow. Painted love. Very good. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And uh, remember, the special guest next week. Right. We'll start thinking of questions. And hopefully, it'll be a super show next week. I is thank you all for coming. Is he going to come on at the beginning of the show? Thank you, Mark. Talk Thanks, to him. everybody. He'll probably come Thanks, on Mark. at the beginning. I will talk to him during the week and give you your answer. But good show, Mark. Thank, Thank you, Mark. Very good. Guys, take care. Lots of stuff good to night, talk about. We must have had 20 Mark. pages and never even got to. There was so much to talk about. Take care. Guys, have a great week. Be good. Yeah, next week, we can, we can talk about the Yankee home open. It'll be, probably be over by the time yes. we get it on. It's cool. Really? Oh, it starts at 1 o'clock. Oh, very good. With the new All right, guys. Enjoy the two and a half hour game. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Go the Giants. Week. I'll be one game. I'll be one game. I'll be one game. Take care, guys. Webb versus Cole. Happy birthday, Jerry. Happy birthday, yeah, Mark. Happy birthday, Jerry. Yep. Yeah, Mark. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, guys. Enjoy. Thank you all. Thank you.